Hi friends, it's Ruth and I'm here with Christopher Swan. He is a storyteller, explorer, and a champion for dreamers. He is the founder of Accidental Information. It's a growing media and entertainment company and a network for storytelling, creativity that entertains, inspires, and educate. I know Christopher best through his podcast, My Big Story with Christopher Swan, where he travels across the U.S. and one day the world and interviews unique people who have created a life of purpose, intention, a life that they love. Christopher is a big advocate of celebrating what makes you different, that your uniqueness is your superpower and how to use your power for good. When you love who you are, and your life is full of meaning. Life is good. And this is something Christopher has devoted his life to and is working to help people find that superpower within themselves. He shares his stories and optimisms with all that are interested, spreading his message and celebration of uniqueness. Christopher is passionate about spreading ideas of optimism and diversity. He frequently connects with everyday advocates from the LGBTQ community and other diverse communities, helping to spread their positive messages and value to his community. So hi, Christopher. Hi there. Hey, I am, I am so excited to be doing this interview and, you know, getting to know you. I've been getting to know you online through your podcast, I think mostly through Instagram. And it's funny, as I look back going, well, how did I first discover Christopher Swan? And I honestly don't know. It's like one day you were just there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You know, it's funny because what you just said is not unusual. I've heard that from a lot of people. Like, how did I discover you? I'm like, I don't know. How did we discover anybody? I think it's, it just happenstance. We click on a hashtag, we, someone shares a story or something, but I love that. I just, I'm just there. You were just, and one, and then Christopher was there and the, oh, hi, Christopher. And then you started the Facebook group. And that's where I really think I've gotten to know you and then really to have been inspired by you and by the message that, you know, you're bringing to the world. And I just, I think that's awesome. And I, I wanted so much, one, to get to know you better, and then also to sort of dig a bit and get into your story. Um, so I have I have a list of questions, but if you have things that you really think that I, I need to ask, feel free to interject and, and, and tell me. But what I wanted to start with was at some point you decided to leave the corporate world and you know, embark on this journey. And I was going to ask, was there one day where you just woke up and said, I'm done? I I cannot do this anymore? Or were there like many little events? I mean, how did you go from corporate job to trailblazing and, and going off and starting this podcast and this company and living your life's purpose? Uh, it was a two-parter. It There was one event that happened, which was I was laid off from a corporate job. But prior to that, it was lots of small things that were leading up to that. Because I was laid off, that's fine, but I could have instantly gone back into the workforce, the corporate workforce, and find another position. But it was probably about two years building prior to that, where I was just feeling done, like there was, I just started not to care about certain things anymore, things I should have cared about, things that I was, I've, I've been doing for years in my career. And I just, I just started to think like, I don't know if this matters to me anymore. Like it wasn't fulfilling. That was, that was the, really the theme through all those little things that kept popping up for me where, you know, I was having to, so I worked in communications and marketing and I had to write another comms plan for another rollout of something. I sit in another meeting to talk about this, how important it is. And at some point I thought to myself, is it? <laughs> is it important? <laughs> it isn't to me. And I knew in the scheme of things, things were always important. You know, like the cog of the wheel and all those things because it's how things get done. And that's how people are helped. But for me, it just started to eat away at me. And so as I was laid off in this one position, it, it I thought, oh, whew, okay. I thought this is a sign. I think that's not unusual for people. You know, they can get laid off and then they think what's next. It just happened to be timing for me. 
And I used that to take time off to investigate what I could do next. Because it wasn't an instant answer. It wasn't like, oh, let me just start this podcast tomorrow. It sounds so fun. It was more like, I actually don't know what to do. I was actually truly lost at that point. Uh, what do I do next? So I just, I did a lot of investigation to get there and to understand, was this the right direction? Maybe I did need to be in corporate still just in a different career or a version of it. So I needed to figure out what was actually kind of eating at me, put those things together to understand what they meant because there was multiple things. Like I wanted things that were more fulfilling. Well, what did that equal? Oh, well, I need to be able to give back in a certain way or I needed to do things that were also very creative for me because that was very important. So I started to figure all that stuff out and that's how I figured out those little signs matched that big thing as well. Wow. So Annette, how many years ago was that? Like how, how long have you been on this path? It has been maybe like three and a half years, maybe. Wait, hmm. no, maybe maybe three years, uh, something like three three something years. So three something years, actually. So that's pretty impressive. It, it sounds like you might have got to that vision or that the idea because your podcast is at least a couple of years old. Oh yeah, it started on. I can't remember. I can't remember the year now, but I know it's like three. That's been three years. Yeah, it started on okay. April first, and I was laid off the year prior. So maybe it's been like four years. Um, in like August or September or something like that. And I took, I took the time off just to really like, you know, that's when I was doing all the like soul searching and, and I actually, I mean, I was taking classes and I was doing a lot of investigation of things I really liked. And then the vision finally happened like in December or January, I guess. That's when it finally like materialized of, oh, a direction. Let me aim toward that. Now, what sort of classes, what sort of, what sort of visioning did you do? Yeah, you know, I did, um, it was, it wasn't really around like mindset or goal planning. It was nothing like this big idea of visioning. It was more about what, so, okay, this is what I really did because <laughs> this is, it sounds maybe so silly, but it really worked and I figured it out on my own, which is. First, I'm doing a Google search. This is so funny to me. Now I look back at that. I'm like, I'm doing a Google search. <laughs> like, how do you figure out what do you do next? Like, how do you find out what do you want to be when you grow up? Those sorts of questions, right? Oh, Google's and, got the answers, I bet. Right? And I thought, oh, there's got to be some sort of like advice, columns, courses. I kept finding all these kind of like, you know, uh, questionnaires that you would take. <laughs> it just reminds me of like, um, they're usually like in like some women's magazine, like the 10 questions to figure out blah, blah, blah. How do you know he's really right for you? Right. It, I found a lot of that, but it was really around purpose and fulfillment, which I thought was hilarious. So I had actually looked at those because when you're feeling lost, you just do whatever you need to do. Right. And I found there to be a question here and there that I thought were good. And the rest of it was just all like silliness. So I ended up creating my own. I wrote my own questionnaire. And it started to help me figure out, like, figure out the questions to ask myself to search. So that turned into me looking into courses and things I wanted to do. So it was more granular. Like like I was saying earlier, oh, I want to be creative. Oh, I want to be able to give back. So I was trying to figure out how to merge that stuff together because I know those things were important to me, but I had no clue what that equaled in a career. So creative meant I actually like to do graphic design and I'm pretty good with color and visuals. So, well, I've never really trained in that space. So why don't I take some graphic design courses? Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that and I did it with a mentor. And then I started to interview people that I knew about not interview for a podcast, but just, I wanted to know about their careers. So I would have times I'd set up with all these people in their careers that I thought sounded interesting about more about that. Maybe that's the space I wanted to be in. So and this was all based on that questionnaire of like, how am how am I going to figure these things out? What are the things that interest me? What are the things that I lose my time and passion? And so I started taking these little tiny like micro courses everywhere and then just doing a lot of research. So that's, that's kind of what the direction I went in. Now, do you have a copy of this questionnaire? This sounds like it's something that could be useful. 
oh, it is useful. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> because I've actually <laughs> held on to the questionnaire. I shared it with a friend here and there because I would tell them about it. And they're like, what did you create? <laughs> I said, I know. I said, it's ridiculous. I made it into a PDF. It's like fancy. And Ooh. I'd shared it with them and they were like, oh, it's so great. So um, what I've actually decided to do with it is um, – so it's sat on the back burner for a while, but actually I've realized it's like full circle, long story short through this whole journey I've been on is that, so it's been, I guess almost four years now um, that I've been on this journey of figuring all this stuff out and realized that I actually kind of created a lot of the, like the, the formula or the blueprint to do it all. So actually I'm working on building that as um, uh, resources for people to use. So I'm actually putting that together right now to be able to offer that to people to not feel lost, how to figure out their uniqueness, what they love, and how to put it to use. I, I would like that question. It right now that <laughs> I, I think would just would would help so many people. And I have a I have three kids, but my 26 year old daughter. As soon as you can get that together, I would love to share it with her. Um, yeah, that's that's fabulous. So. When you started out, I just one of the things that I'm I'm always curious about is I know in my own life, my 20 year old self had a view of the world that was quite often completely independent of reality, um, and was was very centered on myself. And I I joke that I just knew so much more when I was 20. I knew how the world should work. I you know knew what was right and I knew what was wrong. And I knew how other people should behave. And as I've as I've grown older, you know, Oscar Wilde said, I'm not young enough to know everything. As I get older, every birthday I discover I know less and less, and that feels better and better and better. So going back, if you could talk to your 20-year-old self, your 30-year-old self, or you know, your 10-year-old self, is there advice that you would that you would give? Yeah, there is. I don't know if it's specifically around stuff I didn't know. It would be around, I think, try to be brave and do the things that you really love, but were afraid to try. I think that's what I would do, I would say, because I think that the younger I was, the more I was concerned with how things might be received trying to fit in a little bit too much, trying to fit into the status quo, doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. And I think I would try to help that advice would be, yeah, don't worry so much about that. Do the stuff you really love and follow that through regardless of what you're hearing. And I think, you know, even now for people, well, people of any age, the, the fitting in is even I think there's a little more pressure, and I mean, I might be right or wrong about this, but with social media, you you get this idea of what is normal and what a, how everybody looks on the outside and what people post on social media. If you look at my account, I joke about this, you would think all I do is drink coffee, which isn't far from accurate. Um, but I think there's even more pressure right now to be a certain way or to at least appear that way. And that often doesn't even involve time for reflection about what you really are or what you love or what makes you special and unique. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, there's a lot of, here's my life. Here's my great life. Here's the things I'm doing. Here's the things I want you to see. And I think it's really about acceptance. People really just want to be accepted and they want to um, be welcomed. And they want to be part of something, you know, part of something bigger than just where they think they're at in their life. I think they're so, it's so easy for us to sit in our lives because we live it every day. And it may not feel very special because we're in it all the time. And and a lot of life is just the ins and the outs, right? It's just the going to the work, drinking the coffee, doing these things. Mm -hmm. And we're always waiting for these really special moments. And so online, we a lot of times show only the really special moments. Or we try to show the everyday as a special moment. And I think that's just because people are afraid that they won't be liked or they won't, they won't be as good as others. And the truth is we're all in the same place. 
we're, we're all just living a life that we're, we're trying to enjoy and love and find meaning and, and purpose. And so if we can find to break down those barriers and not worry about that so much, then we can start to be more interested in things that we love. Yeah. I, you know, David Wallace did a commencement speech where he talked about this as water and he talked about the, the day in day out, just drudgery of adult life, the getting groceries, the going to your job, going back and forth and how we default into a, a self-centered negative where the world is about us and who are these people on the road and who are these people ahead of us in the grocery line. And it's in the day-to-day -day stuff that we really miss that chance to notice what is beautiful in the present moment and what is actually going on because we're wired just to be self-centered and to only look at it from our point of view. And it takes effort and a conscious control of your own thinking to start noticing what is actually going on around you, what is going on in the world and what is going on within you. And I think with social media and people, you know, focus on the superficial. And there, there is no invitation to look at, you know, look into a greater reality or the, the greater reality that is always available to us. Yeah, I absolutely believe that as well, that we get so, we get so sucked into that and so worried. It's, you know, that phrase, the old phrase, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. That's, that's what I actually think like Instagram has turned into a lot or for a lot of people. It's interesting because when you look at Instagram, it can get a bag of like this, I don't know, people think of it as like keeping up with the Joneses all the time, but it's only true for certain communities. Like the people in my community aren't like that. I don't follow really anybody like that, but there are definitely communities like that. Um, and there's actually, there is one fella that I actually follow just because he's, he's local and we have a lot of fun chatting. But every other thing he talks about is the Kardashians, which is hilarious <laughs> to me because I can't, I can't stand the Kardashians. I don't like anything about that stuff. And he's often talking about money and whatever. And, and I don't care about any of that stuff. If you talk about the hustle lifestyle, I don't care about that. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting and funny about that. But I think it's where we also choose to place ourselves, And that's what I've noticed out of these things. So you can find community and social that, does feed your soul and support you it's it, and i i think i'm proof of that and and then there's other places that aren't like this so you've got to find the good where you need it and also don't get sucked into the stuff that isn't feeding your soul that's that's you know that's exactly true and your facebook group is one of those lovely little islands of you know places where people uplift each other and show up authentically and I think you know they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with or I would say to the five people that you allow to influence your thinking the most so choose who that is mm -hmm. you know yeah you you could I there there is a wormhole always available on Twitter or Instagram where you can read about the Kardashians um but there are also you know a lot of wonderful communities that have been intentionally created to uplift people and you know more power to you for intentionally um, and very uh, thoughtfully creating one and curating it and cultivating that in social media because we, we do need more of that. Alright so I wanted to, you've talked about how you're a storyteller and how you have been a storyteller your whole life. Um, how did that start off with you? I mean, how did how did you know? It, it obviously manifested before your podcast, but how did you, uh, how would I say this? How, how did you tell your stories before you had uh, the internet and social media and this podcast platform? You know, I, I look back when I thought about storyteller. Storyteller is a funny term to me. Like, I like it and I don't like it. 
because it's used a lot. People use it a lot as like kind of a catch-all. And I realized as I was thinking about, I'm a storyteller. I'm actually multiple things, but that is one of the things I like to do. And I remember as a child, even just making up things. Like I was full of imagination. Like, as we say, like apple doesn't fall far from the tree of like my younger self. Like I'm still very much the same way. I'm always coming up with an idea. So even as a child, I was always telling these, like spinning these big stories. And as time went on, um, I started to really show up in my work about connecting to people, listening to them, wanting to tell stories, wanting to listen to their stories. As especially as career started to go on and we did get a little bit more, um, a little more social. So it wasn't fully social, but I, I think there was a big turning point for me. And this is why I share it. So in, especially deep into my corporate career, I worked for the Walt Disney company. So I'm not sure if you know that. I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> so I, so I worked for the mouse for a long time. And in that, you know, that talking about the storytelling company, I, I also had, um, some real opportunity to do things that were not typical for the roles I might be in. And so at one point I hosted a, I created and hosted a um, internal web series for the Walt Disney company. And it was the first web series that we had created there. So it was forecast members around the world. And in it, like we created this, this, um, like short web series that would come out once a month that would show this adventure, which, which starred me, by the way, Christopher Swan. Ooh. I played like a character of myself <laughs> um, who would go on these crazy adventures around the company doing these things. And we had the most boring subject. And that's why we actually created this. We were trying to create some fun around the subject. And so we did things like with green screens. And I mean, I was going on these weird adventures. I was Cupid at some point shooting people with <laughs> arrows. I mean, we just did this, like, really, so I think I was trying to, like, uh, air quote, break into, like, the main Disney building to, you know, listen to the um, quarterly call or the year-end call with the, you know, CEO. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like it, it, watching me try to do this. So it was silliness. And I think that really started to feel the power of, like, I can storytell in different ways. And so it started from, you know, early on, but then I started to be able to show it in like these videos and then I could create stories online and I could write things. And, and so I was doing this for a quite a long time. And even those videos, because as they, I mean, they were like the silliest thing and we were doing it on zero budget, by the way, we, we borrowed a camera and just filmed these things. And um, I was speaking at conferences, showing these videos to people about what I was doing. And they were ridiculous. There was one there. I'm talking to like a squirrel and, you know, <laughs> and, and literally at some point we created um, headshots with me and the squirrel, Jake, the squirrel is what I call them. And there were headshots that we would sign both of us and we would pass out to people. Like we created this whole thing. So I think has how you could see it start to evolve over time. And then I just started to do it more ways and then doing it on my own. So I think you look for the the hints of how you are attracted to something and how it can show up and you start to figure out how you can use it in different ways. So that's what I did with storytelling. That's hilarious. I love the squirrel. Do you still have those pictures? I do. I have Jake the squirrel. It's framed. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to seeing it on Instagram soon. Then, yeah, I might have posted something a long time ago. It might have been on a story though. Um, my Disney people all remember because it was a. It was a. You could win the headshot. That's how it worked. It was a contest. You could oh win my. headshots from Christopher Swan and Jake, Jake the, the Squirrel. That's hilarious. <laughs> so clearly, you have been on this this creative path for for your whole life. Um. So I wanted to talk a bit about your guests because they are remarkable and inspiring. And I was, I was thinking about saying, well, which one was your favorite? And I thought, well, that's probably not a fair question. Um, but what I would like to know are what are some of your biggest takeaways from them collectively? Mm, yeah. I'm glad you didn't ask me on my favorites. <laughs> like when, they, when you ask a parent to pick their favorite child. <laughs> Well, you could, you could ask me, and depending how they're doing, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like because I have favorite experiences or memorable experiences, and I think some of the takeaways, well, collectively, to really answer that question, 
collectively, I've learned how unique people are and how different they are, which is interesting because because we're all unique and different, which actually makes us the same. That's mm-hmm. actually something I've also realized. But when we let people be unique and different, they really shine and they can create amazing lives and amazing things in the world. And I've interviewed, uh, I don't know, something like 85 episodes or something like that. And so I've, I've met quite a few people. And what's really important in my show is to talk to people that are unique and different. And we talked about this earlier. I was really trying to get out of the demo of people that are often interviewed in kind of self-help storytelling podcasts. And so I wanted this diverse cross of people because I wanted to hear opinions that come from different spaces, spaces I don't live in, spaces that I might want to learn from. Because my thought is inspiration is everywhere. You just have to find it. Mm-hmm. So I think collectively it's that the power of being unique and really celebrating what makes you different is it's probably one of the most important things that I know to be part of our humanity. It's about just being who we want to be. So I think that is probably collectively like the biggest thing. There was one thing that I will always remember from one guest I interviewed and um, there's, I interviewed this um, poet, spoken word poet in Los Angeles. And she said to me during an interview, and she was telling me a story. And in the story, she had said that this woman that she was chatting with, which had kind of a really tough job, said to her, well, I get to do this. I get to do this. Right. And what she was telling this woman, Natalie, who was telling me is that every day I get to wake up, I get to eat, I get to sleep, I get to talk to people and I get to do things. There are a lot of people that either don't have ability that aren't even alive that don't have a chance to do this. So I I am reminded when she talks about this, that when I get to interview these people and and it's not just interviewing, you know, especially in my, in the latter part of this, like the season two, especially in the last first, or maybe the end of season one, all of my interviews are in person. So I'm spending time with these people. I'm in their houses, their cars, you know, I'm flying around the country. And so I'm spending time with them and I think I get to do this. So that's also something I try to remember is that this is a real gift, not just for me, but like collectively it's an it's just a giant experience it's shaping my life and i get to learn these things and share it back with the world and that i think is is fabulous insight the whole instead of i have to do this is no i get to do this and how many people and and whatever it is you know i get to get out of bed in the morning well to have that experience i have a bed i'm in a home where i'm safe you know you Sometimes you get so caught up in the minutia of the irritations in your life that you forget what a remarkable life that you actually have. And that that whole idea of is, I get to do this. Today, for me, I get to interview Christopher Swan. And while I was nervous, it was still, I get to do this. How awesome is that? And I think that just makes a huge difference in how you live your life, how your day unfolds and, you know, how your day unfolds is how your life unfolds. Um, so I think, I think that's remarkable. And I'm also just a huge, huge poetry fan, spoken word, especially. Um, so that, that is lovely. Yeah, it's, it was first, she was such a fun guest and really interesting and different and, comes from a very different space than I do. And so I was able to learn a lot. It's also one of the first um, in-person interviews I started. And that was really fun to be in this big nonprofit studio space. And it was in Pasadena at the time. And so that was really fun. And the reminder of I get to do this really helped me. It stuck with me. And I think I did that interview like two and a half years, two years ago or something. And to this day, I always talk about it. I always talk about remembering that and trying to put that out there in the world. Yeah, that we get to do this. And, and how amazing is that? So with with your guests, um, 
you talk about the whole diversity and, and finding what is unique and, and everything. And then you talk about your story, your big story. But what specifically or how specifically have you dug deeper and what have you discovered about yourself through this exploration of these really unique and wonderful people? Yeah, you know, when I talk about... Um... So this show is called My Big Story, and I, I, we think of that as a meta theme. You know, it's the really it's the the story of each individual. But then, yes, it's my big story as well. And I, I looked at this as it was my big story of leaving corporate and and just doing what I do and, and figuring all this stuff out. And so I think some of the things I learned through that is that, um, first it's that uniqueness piece because I always thought it was important, but I never knew how important it was, and and we say unique, but actually I refer to it as differentness, which isn't really a word, but I make it up. You can do I that. Think, I think it's the things that make us different and that we don't celebrate them. And I think that it's kind of the, it's like the DNA. It's the the connected red thread to things. And I, I didn't realize that until doing this show that when you look at the things that make you so different and you actually embrace them, not just by making it a career choice, but choosing to put it into your marketing, choosing to focus it as um, a, the positive quality, the things you want to be known for, the things you go toward, not against, all these mm -hmm. different ways that it fuels your life. It empowers your life because it helps you find the right people in your life. It helps you, it helps those people find you because you're no longer hiding. So I think that's one of the things that's it was that connective piece of it and how important it is and how it um, branches out into your life. I've also, through my story, I think I've, I've learned that it's really important for me to help others. Now, remember earlier I talked about wanting to give back and that was really important to me. And I, leaving the corporate world, I thought the, I need to do this. But that wasn't just going to a, you know, a soup kitchen or something like that. I'm like, that's, that's so good. But I, I have skills and I, how could I use my skills in a way that was unique and different and help people feeling lost? So when I started this podcast or right before it, remember I had mentioned I got laid off and I was feeling lost. I was feeling very lost. Mm -hmm. Like I was struggling for a long time, even taking these classes and stuff. And I thought, yeah, not, oh, this is all great, but how do I put it all together? I just didn't know. And I hated that feeling of, of feeling lost. I couldn't, I felt devalued. You know, I, I felt like people are doing stuff that I couldn't do. And so this focusing on these guests and, and telling their stories and helping to tell my story, because it's actually creating it, created such purpose and meaning because I could help these people, not the people I'm interviewing, but the people listening because I'm pulling out these ideas you know, and, and serving them in a unique way. I'm um, sharing resources that go along with it. So I, I think those are probably the things I've, in my story, that's starting to shape. Yeah, it's meaning and purpose is, is a big piece of it. Well, I know, uh, and this, I, I pulled off one of your websites, but uh, was it Scott Kaufman and Carolyn Gregor? They have a book called Wired to Create. And they talk about how adversity breeds creativity. And one of the, I think one of the things that inspires or moves people to do something different or to do something greater with their lives is suffering, is going through things that are difficult. Because if you're super comfortable and everything's great and you're happy, you don't have that same push because you're not uncomfortable. And I think having that adversity, the, the being lost, the not knowing where you fit in or what, what is, I mean, why am I here? What is, what is my purpose here? Maybe it's not to, you know, be in corporate America. Maybe it's not to do this nine to five job that I'm doing, but what is that? And I think the difficulty that you experience is the very thing that will feed the creativity or the inspiration to become more than, than what you've been. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Adversity really reads creativity and drive. You know, if you have a little tenacity 
and you can push forward, then you can you can work your way through that adversity. But the adversity is what's going to help you shape it. And everybody has adversity in life, and it it's not one time. It shows up in different ways, small ways, big ways, and it shows up unexpected or think poor choices that we've made. It doesn't just happen to like you know random people. It happens to everybody, and so it is how we we look at it and work through it. That's why I think it's also super important to have those support networks and those um, people around you that can help you support you as you're figuring out your way through this. You know, and also find the um, mentors or resources. But I, I would say that yeah, adversity is what forced me into creating this show and then building everything that goes around it. Cause the show is one piece of it, but then, you know, how do I connect to people online and, and why do I share what I share? Because, I, you know, I work through a lot of those things and realize that, you know, there's a better way. And I found myself. And, and it's funny cause I was just going to, when you just said the why, um, are you familiar with, uh, Simon Sinek? Yep, yeah. Yeah. And his, this whole idea of what is your why? And sometimes you have to peel back a few layers to get to, you know, get past the shoulds and the the what's and the how's, but to actually figure out what your why is, why you show up, what fight, you know, I just said what, but, <laughs> but, you know, what is your why? And when you connect with that, then things, things make more sense. And you find that the, the motivation or the clarity that you might have been lacking, things become a little clearer. Uh, so I, I really, his whole idea of what is your why has been something that I try to focus on, that I try to focus on when I work with people. But just why, why do you do the things that you do? And I think without self-examination, we might never even reflect on that. Yeah, I don't think people self-reflect enough either, or deep enough. The The why to them is surface level a lot of the times, and I think that's what Simon really gets under, and that's what you're talking about with the layers. Mm-hmm. It's it's really what what drives you as a person, not the, not the, okay, I just want to be creative. That's not deep enough. Why do you want to be creative? you know, what, what purpose does it serve? And so as you start to dig, you could keep asking those why's that's kind of the questionnaire I worked on is digging into the, into those pieces. And I realized there were like certain ingredients that you put together to figure out some of that part, because I think even this stuff I worked on myself or that I'm going to, I'm going to share is like a combination of why plus differentness. It, it blends that together because I think our why is a driver, but then how do you put it together? Like right. how, how is it unique to you, you know, and how does that manifest? And then how, how do we you get lost it? in that otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. And then how do you bring that to the world? Yeah. Because the why is one part of it, but then, you know, how do you connect that to the, the things that make you so different? And, and when I talk about the different, it isn't just one thing. If you are a African-American woman that lives in Iowa and that is, that is a unique space and um, place that you live in, but maybe you're also um, a lesbian or maybe you're a single mom or maybe, you know, and, and it can go on to like the types of music you like, the, the types of cinema that excites you. All of these little ingredients are actually part of your differentness. So it isn't just one big thing. It's all these small little things as well. So I think you put that together and then you have to put your why together. And then how does that manifest into a career, a direction, a purpose in life? Yeah, I think, I think that's actually remarkable. And these, you know, the people that you speak with have done truly remarkable things but by and the only reason that they have managed it is that they have connected authentically with themselves and then yeah. from that point of connection then they've stepped out into the world and served the world in different ways but without that authentic connection to themselves and the the self acceptance that comes with well 
this is how I identify, this is who I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to try to make myself a little more acceptable. This is who I am, and I'm proud of it. And yeah. now I'm going out into the world like this. Um, and I think that is 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 just such a wonderful thing to share with people because so many people think I'm the only one who feels like this. I'm the, you know, I'm different. I'm strange. And that's a bad thing. Oh yeah. I always say it's the opposite. It's actually a good thing. It is good to be strange and weird. Totally own that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get out there and, and, and fly your little flag and, you know, be yourself. Uh, I'm like the poster child for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always talking about that, as you know, and um, not too afraid to just speak my mind or tell you what I guys think or what I'm all doing. Well, yeah, you recently put something up on social media that says it's okay to live a life that others do not approve of or understand. Mm -hmm. So, So what is the story behind that other than what we've talked about? But I, I loved that quote. Yeah, you know, I these little quotes I come up with are ones that just resonate with me. That just it's moments in my life usually, and I even as a, a young teenager, even there was so many times, especially growing up as a, a gay young kid, people didn't understand that. You know, like there was not a lot of me around, mm. and in my generation, there was definitely were not on TV. And if, if you happen to see a character in a movie or TV, they're always the horrible stereotype. And so a lot of the stuff was never understood or they didn't, you know, they didn't understand it. They didn't approve of it. And so that always stuck with me. So I think we still have a lot of that. And that goes for any kind of minority or, um, or anybody who is in a community that isn't seen. And so that came from the, it doesn't matter if other people understand you. What matters is if you understand yourself and you'll find people that will is really the truth. You will find those people, but don't let the naysayers or the society that's air quoting society, really don't let them tell you what you should be or not to be because social norms aren't all good they're you know like no (laughs) you know think about racism prejudice all these different problems those have been norms previously well not so good are they so i i guess that like it's a simple way of saying heck what people say you gotta you gotta love yourself first and embrace those things and then um and that comes from me personally so that's that's why i shared it no that was that that was that was great i i love that um so you can tell me if you want to talk about this or not, and this because this is pretty fresh. Um, but you recently opened up on social media about a recent struggle in your own life, and it was beautiful. It was vulnerable and authentic. And I just wanted to ask you. I mean, what brought you to the decision to share it? What was that like? Um, you know, why why now? And you know, anything else that you know, might've come from that or led up to it. Yeah. I don't mind sharing about that. Um, so for, for people that don't know, so I just released a video a couple days ago that, um, explained, um, and told people for the first time publicly that I was diagnosed with a rare disease. And that happened a year ago that I started having the problems. Um, I actually wasn't diagnosed until later or earlier this year. And I decided that I wanted to share that now. It was a build, it was building for me, actually. It wasn't just a one day I, I should do it, but it had been building that I had wanted to share for a while, but I just wasn't ready because I didn't know what I wanted to say about it. And initially, I, I mean, I say this in the video as well, that I didn't have answers in the beginning, so I didn't want to share initially because I was like a little freaked out myself so what was I going to tell all of you and I just didn't want to show up like that and and I wanted and I just didn't feel like I could manage the stress or the 
the questions or the advice or the everything that goes along when you tell people things, especially health. Everybody has an opinion about how you can fix it. And over time, I knew I wanted to share. I just wasn't ready. So it just was in the back burner. And, and finally, as it was getting close to a year of me working through all of this, that I just realized I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it because it's, it's not curable. It's not like it's going to go away. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm past it all. So I can talk about it. I mean, luckily I am in a better space than I was initially. So that's, I mean, that's a good thing. So I feel like I can talk about it now in more of a positive way. Like the first few months, because <laughs> somebody said to me the other day on Instagram, like, I just love how you've been positive the whole time. Like, <laughs> no, no, you don't know. Like the first few months I was not so positive about it because it was, I, we had no answers and, and in some ways people didn't even really kind of, it's not that they didn't believe me. They didn't, they didn't see the magnitude of it because it's invisible. You can't see what I have and you don't know what I'm going through. And, and so, um, it, it was even just like very, um, isolating because of that. So anyways, I'm sharing it because it felt like I was ready it felt like it was time and I felt like I could articulate what I wanted to, to say around this. Cause it was more than just, I have this disease. Look at me. It was more about, there's this really messy story that I want to tell you because we all have messy stories. And I talk about, I tell others all the time that your stories matter, that our stories matter. And I often say that you should share your stories. Well, I need to walk that talk. Yeah. And I wanted to do this to be more genuine about this, to take things, the stigma of things that are secrets, you know? So it, it felt right for me to do that. I will honestly tell you too, I was, I was in between excited to share it and really nervous. I was excited because it felt like, Oh, this will be so freeing. (laughs) Like I can finally get it off my chest. Like I've, I've been dodging things for a while. Like my, my podcast has been a hiatus for a while. I meant to take a little break and then all this showed up and I couldn't, I mean, I could barely walk at points, so I couldn't get on a plane and travel anywhere. And, and then that also taking time off, created financial issues and burdens for me, which meant I had to do other things. So it's just like, it all snowballs when you have a medical problem, things show up and life is not fun. So I felt like, oh, I was excited to get this relief, but I was also really nervous of, are people going to think, I didn't feel like people were going to judge me for like, oh, you have this disease, how weird. I didn't think that at all. And I haven't told anybody this part. I was nervous that people were going to thought I was being dramatic. Like, oh, get over it. Like, no big deal. Who cares? Like, really? You made a whole video about it with music? (laughs) (laughs) even as I was making this, I was like, I was making this video. This is the, also the creative part of me. Like I like, I get into like, Oh, what if I can blow out the white screen behind me, make this cool, (laughs) like a studio. And so I was having like, I was super jazzed to do these things, but I was also concerned and I, I was trying to produce it. Well, that was the thing. Cause I wanted the message to come across nicely. So that's why it was quiet in a white space. And I put a little music to it cause I didn't want it to be this, handheld video of me just like I don't know that just felt very disposable and I wanted this to be some importance to it so I was worried that people thought I was going to be making a big deal about all this and but at one point I thought well who cares if they do this is my story I own this I own uh, I am the owner of this disease nobody gets to tell me how I share it how I feel about it or what I do so I finally just said, I'm going to do it. Hell with you. <laughs> hell, hell with people that have not said anything to me. That's actually, I, lo- I love that last part of it. Um, that this is my story. I'm going to share it. And, you know, it's not up to us what other people think. And that, I mean, that was beautiful. And I loved it. I was going to ask you about the white screen because it, it was quite beautifully produced. Um, no green screen with the squirrel, though. Probably no, wouldn't. no. It's, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to hear? You want to hear a little secret behind the the, the studio screens? Yeah, yeah um, I do. Because this unveils the, uh, I think the how 
the stuff that we talked about earlier about like keeping up with the Joneses or trying to be this it takes a little different spin, but like you're starting out with your your podcast or your show or whatever thing that you're building or you're doing, whatever business or thing you want to build, and you see others out there doing things that are similar to you and you're like, oh, they're so good. I want to be like that. You know, a lot of times it's just held together with scotch tape and and like sticks. Like it's not, it, it may look really great, but you know, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. That white space that I created is actually in my garage. <laughs> like it's, I created this little studio that's literally next to all the Christmas boxes. <laughs> and and I, I, I literally created this like like DIY studios. I put like seamless white paper up there. I mean, I bought some studio equipment, but it's it's definitely not fancy. Like it's, I mean, I bought like you know the hundred fifty nine dollar lights off Amazon, and so I just learned how to light things better. And I shot that on my iPhone. I did not use a really fancy camera. I didn't use an external mic for that. <laughs> so. It's if you were behind the scenes, you'd be like, oh, you're literally in front of the garage door. (laughs) It's it's so bare minimum. I was just telling my folks about this yesterday. They're like, where did you film that white thing? Was that your office? I'm like, no, that's in the studio in the garage next to Christmas, you know. So the seasonal garage studio. (laughs) Right. It it is. And I I actually have a couple backdrops I can use. And it's a ton of work to put them up and down because it's such a tight cramp space it's literally in like one third of the garage so so you know two pieces to that I was actually really proud that I actually could pull something together that seemed sort of professional and nice and secondly that you know do we have to to make it nice you know it 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 doesn't have to be fancy and especially if your story is important just do what you want to get your story out there yeah that's that's great out by the Christmas boxes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny what we can see behind the scenes. Well, you know, it, it's almost a metaphor for what we put up on social media too, because you know, there's a, the crop picture of you looking like you're in a professional studio, but then if you backed up the camera, you would see, you know, that this is just a small, a small space. This is a small section of the bigger picture of what is in my life. Inclu- yep. including Christmas boxes. Um, so my other the other thing I wanted to, to check in with you about is what are you curious about doing next or what have you started exploring? What is making you passionate right now? Is there anything new that you are looking to do or are you staying the course as you are? Or what is your next adventure? You know, it's a, it's a mixed bag of things. So because I took all this time off from the podcast, um, I definitely want to go back to season. It'll be season three next. And um, actually, it's going to be a themed season this time, which I, I've not done that in the past. And it's um, connected actually to this disease and everything that has happened through that experience, trying to figure out how to adapt to life now. And so um, it'll be a little bit twist on that My Big Story, which I'm excited to do. And um, I've also been working on, so the when we go back to that questionnaire, that's actually a much bigger thing that I've been working on, which is, it's actually I've created um, an academy where people can sign up and participate to learn about their differentness and how to apply it to their career or their purpose and meaning in life. So really how to drive meaning. So it'll, it's a really well packaged, um, think of it as personal development training. So you can come through here and figure out, maybe you don't know what your, your meaning or purpose is, or you know what it is, but you don't know how to manifest it and, and put it into the world, into your business or how to like, um, drive your life with it, with purpose. Um, or maybe you want to start something that is, you want to start a movement in the world. Well, this will help you do that as well. So I've actually been working quite a bit on that, which I'm really excited about that. So it's the, um, differentness Academy. So I, I'm 
that was the full circle moment where I had, I've done all this stuff. I do all these things, but what if I could also educate and teach people how to be who they want to be? And, um, and, and so like the podcast still lives and breathes as this inspirational forum as this place to come and find these great ideas and, and join this adventure. And also my goal is it to be also entertaining and fun, but then you can also come and then join me in this um, academy with other people and learn this self-paced stuff, but also participate in, you know, online calls and um, different events. And I think from there, I mean, it sounds like enough, but I also do have um, some ideas to create some other, um, either create or, or curate some really other fun mediums, like some more podcasts or web series that can help tell these unique different stories in, in fun ways. So will you have that information so I can put it in the show notes? Is that, is it ready to launch or are we just, is it not quite here yet? It's not quite here yet. It's in the middle. I'm literally in the middle of building it all and recording all those fancy training videos in my, my fancy studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm in the middle of that. So um, I don't have a launch date yet soon, but it will definitely be in the next couple months at the latest. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm super excited about it. It's something I... I've been wanting to work on for a long time, and it feels... Like I, I'm really looking at my, my company accidental information as it's a place to come and learn and also be entertained. So I want you to be able to come and embrace and connect in this community. That's why I started the community as well. I wanted a place where people could talk and then there could be a source where if you wanted to find resources, it could be articles, but you could actually join the Academy and you could be inspired by our, all of our different shows. So that's why I'm trying to do it in these three different ways. I'm serious. Sign me up as as soon as that goes up. I, I I will sign up for it. It sounds fabulous. I I'm so excited to like. It just feels like another layer. I, I love to teach and I love to help people dig in where they want to dig in and and mentor that. But also, you know, we could be have fun and be creative as well. So, do you think this this past year with your illness and having to take a break from the podcast? fed in to you developing or working more on this academy. Absolutely. And it did for a couple, probably two different ways. I wanted to find a way it, because it forced me to reflect on like, how do I adapt? How do I do this? Well, for a moment I couldn't be on the road. I couldn't do these things, but I, I started to realize like, gosh, I knew a lot. I had built this podcast from knowing zero about podcasts and, and then learning about finding how what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and and how my unique story could you know empower it so all these different things I started to learn and how to you know put those in the world that I thought well, I could I could educate people I could teach people and and I kept hearing from people like I don't know what to do I don't how do you know these stories or you know just lots of like lost questions and then the other piece was um I thought oh I need to find another vehicle for revenue as well to because I can't always be on the road I can't always sponsor things or I can't do all these things I want to do and so I need to find a way that I can support these shows that I wanted to do and also help me um like because every so often I have to take um I take on consulting gigs as well and I don't want to do that so how do I find a revenue that can help me support um more shows and more ways to be um, inspiring. That's lovely. So I just, one more thing, and it's, this is, this is a freebie, but is there anything that I should have been asking about or that you would still like to share things I asked or things I forgot to ask you or should have asked? Yeah, I, you know, Usually there is, <laughs> but we talked about quite a bit today. We did. And, and, you know, the, I think the only thing I would tell people is it's not really so much about me, but I would say whatever you're, whatever you're working through, whatever you're struggling with, don't do it alone. Find your people, you know, find, even if it's a one person, find your people online, find your people in person, wherever it is, just, 
get help. You, you, you don't have to do any figure out your unique uniqueness or your differentness alone either. Like that's kind of part of the reason I built the Academy or I'm building it is that, you know, yeah, you can be on this big journey, but it doesn't have to be so lonely, <laughs> you know, like, gosh, there's help. And if you just ask some questions, you could probably get ahead faster and not feel so low, so isolated. So not so much about things that I'm doing, but just maybe a little last piece of advice. Last little bit of advice for people. And that, and that, that is a beautiful little bit of advice. Well, you know, I can't thank you enough for spending this much of your Saturday morning with me and just going through all of this. This has been uh, a, a gift, just a, a gift and an honor for me to have this conversation. And I feel so much, so much richer uh, from it. Thank you. And mm. yeah, my pleasure. No, thank you for even um, inviting me on. And I'm glad I could help you tell some of these stories. Thanks, everyone, for listening to my interview with Christopher Swan. The information about his accidental information, his podcast, and all the exciting things that he's doing will be in the show notes. I'm Ruth Day. I'm the recovery coach. Have a wonderful rest of your day.